Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Bacon Wire podcast, episode Trace. Our sponsor for this week is Ashby's Ice Cream because we got the scoops, baby. That was a shitty, very shitty impression of Dick Vitale. So uh, we have Lucas and I, we talk about the massive 18 hours we've had as bacon wire. And then we build a post quarantine concert should be fun. All right. Here's Spartan dog 97. Thanks Spartan dog 97. Last time I filed for unemployment. My name's still Spartan dog 97. I'm joined by my co-host lug wit Lucas Whitney. What's going on, man? What's up? <laughs> I just we're felt bring, like saying that. We're bringing that back now, are yeah, we? Yeah, we're bringing it back. Yep, from All right. 1998. All right, let's do it. One quick one. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> All right. So, nothing happened. Nothing really major happened since the nope. last time we recorded. That's why we're recording two days early. No, you know, it's been pretty relaxed. You know, we're, oh, just, you know ruining all Michigan fans' hopes and dreams. We crush their spirits, and we hope to continue our march to domination. Yeah, it's been it's been all quiet on the Western Front, except that we broke two massive stories in 12 hours. <laughs> Probably so. the most depressing 12 hours of a Michigan fan's life, and I'm not saying that to troll. If that happened to MSU – I'd probably, you know, and like I said, I'm not that big into recruiting, but I read into it, and I'd probably be pretty crushed today, too. Oh, I'd be catatonic. So, let's get into it. So, back on March, back in, back on March 26th, Bacon Wire predicted that Josh Christopher, a highly touted, a highly touted recruit, top 10, five-star guy, everyone had him slated going to, going to Michigan. We decided to buck the trend and we decided to buck the trend and predict that he'd be going to Arizona State. Well, time came and went. Guy kept moving his commitment, kept kept chasing clout, announced his commitment was gonna come Monday, and at eight twenty-four specific time, dropped a video on his Twitter account announcing his commitment to Arizona State University. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so that was i that was the dumbest that was the most fun i've ever had on twitter was last night when we just we 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 scooped everybody we scooped all the 24 7 people who are supposed to be experts on recruiting we scooped Every major journalist from both sides of this from both sides of this saga, we scooped ESPN, Sports Illustrated, all of the major players. We were there first. We were the first to officially report Josh Christopher was picking Arizona State. Lucas, I already know how it feels to me personally, as a as the founding member of Bacon Wire. How does it feel? Oh. Uh, I liken it, this is going to be, I'm trying to shorten this metaphor, but I've been thinking about it since this morning. Uh, you know, I went to bed around midnight and I was addicted to Twitter and I was like, I need to see where this kid goes, but I was just so fucking tired. So I fell asleep. I woke up, saw I went to Arizona state and I just started thinking MSU and regular sports Twitter are like planet earth and Michigan Twitter, more the toxic side but most of Michigan Twitter is like the aliens from independence day coming to earth. And we're just so tired of their shit. You know, they drop attacks like, you know, toxic tweets and making threads and dropping bombs of Excel spreadsheets that are poorly spelled and inaccurate um, all over our timelines. And it's like bacon wire was this counteroffensive launched by just different people all around MSU Twitter doing Morse, Morse code and joining up. And it's like, I know we had some sort of news on Christopher, but it's almost like we just planted this seed 
this counterattack of like saying he's going to go somewhere else just to fuck with Michigan fans. And I imagine Savvy and, you know, the Bacon Wire account, just us as a collective in the mother, in the mothership at the end of the movie. And instead of laughing and saying peace, it's Savvy saying sounds good. And then we launch a pallet of bacon at the mothership and it explodes. And then we get out of there and the whole, the whole Twitter world is just celebrating at this. And that's just how I feel right now. I feel, I feel like we, I feel like we won something. It feels weird to say that, but that's how I feel. Yeah. Like I, you know, I was never, journalism was never in the cards for me. So to be a part of, of something this major kind of feels, um, it feels, it feels fucking awesome. I'm not going to lie to you. I sat up in my bed and I, I uncontrollably cackled for 20 minutes. I, it was, it was so, it was so fucking funny. <laughs> to to see like to see a shit post come true like this is a bad example and it's a shitty example but it's kind of how i imagine all those people who like who like who voted for who voted for trump just to like just to see what would happen him actually get elected and like again it's a bad example but it's like that had to have felt pretty fucking good for those 20 minutes. <laughs> like, right. Like you get that high of like, Oh, this is cool. And then all, all of a sudden it happens and it's just a different feeling. Yeah. And then, oh. um, and then that night we got, um, we got intelligence that Isaiah Todd was going to decommit and go overseas See, I missed this. I was dead asleep. Like I missed that part. Like I, like I said, on my at my lunch break, I found it out, and that just made it even better. So go ahead. So our boy insider Spartan season wrote up this whole profile about how Isaiah Todd wasn't gonna was gonna decommit from U of M. He had sources within U of M's graphics department. Um, he had he had all these he had all these sources lined up. And then we were going to tweet it out at 4 p.m. And come noon, as it turns out, we got cucked by Sports Illustrated. Uh, now I you know. You can't get them all. Can't get them all. Nope. But now I definitely know how Scott Bell feels. So we should. Folks. So Scott, folks. Scott, I'm sorry. I know, you know. Don't I be get sorry. It. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I know how it feels, man. But you don't see me making rape jokes, so you should probably go fuck yourself. Hello. Yeah, you know, they're they're crying in their uh, self-made toxic environments right now. He's probably going – he probably has it in his drafts like, hello, I made another thread. Right. And he's just sitting there like his wife's trying to talk to him, and he's like, not right now. I can't talk. And I'm sure uh, the other guy, I'm not going to say his name, um, uh, his name's BB. You know, he probably has his, his Excel accounts probably wondering why he's not making a spreadsheet today because he's so active on it. You know, yeah, he Clippy's, co- you know, <laughs> Clippy's Clippy, like, Clippy okay? is worried fucking sick. <laughs> Clippy like invades his phone like, hey, uh, you all right, pal? Yeah, he's, Cliff is about to send out a search party. So, um, according to our source, our boy Spartan Season, great account. Make sure you all follow him. He's kind of our he's kind of our Adam Schefter, for lack of a better analogy. Yeah, he's 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 awesome. Uh, his, his his one of his connections like a kid that just says like, "What I'm making uh, photoshops for these people or something." Uh, yeah, Isn't he's, that got lot of, of, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of legitimate wrong. and illegitimate sources. So, <laughs> according to the uh, yeah, according to his inside, according to according to his inside sources at the University of Michigan graphics department, Todd was very disappointed with the graphics they were putting out for recruits and commits, and <laughs> that mission failed. Yeah, mission failed. And that he felt he could do better on MS Paint. Is that for real? Yeah. Well, it's it's on the Bacon Wire website, and we're never wrong. So. Oh yeah, that's right. I did see it on there. Never mind. It is fact. You're right. So that's 
that was so that was the second big story we broke in like 12 hours it's kind of crazy looking back on it when you know we first created this account basically out of basically out out of of spite yeah out of spite and um and now we have i'm pulling up the follower count right now we have (laughs) we have 1100 followers at time of recording and we broke and we just broke two massive stories again it feels so good so good um i can't wait to break the next big story it's going to be incredible i mean it'd be nice if we broke a recruit story in football you know get some good vibes mel tucker's way i mean he's been killing it lately we've been getting a lot almost have been getting a commit a day so it'd be kind of cool if bacon wire got a little bit of love too Lucas, that's an incredible transition because that's what we're talking about next. So, Tucker's been Mel, Coach Mel Tucker has been using this quarantine and has been super active on the recruiting trail. He's gotten two commits. Uh, he's gotten a he's gotten a JUCO transfer, and he poached future opponent, the U, out of one of their homegrown guys. That's big. Getting getting people out of the Florida area is big right now. Like even this early, that's huge. So let's talk about this guy first. Uh, This is a class of 2021 quarterback. His name is Gabe Neely. Um, According to rivals, he is a three-star athlete. He is from Miami, Florida, like I said. And, and I've been watching his highlight tapes and he is, he is, He's he's good, man. He's tall. He's six. He's six four, one seventy five. He's tall and lanky. He's got good range. He can play man. It looks like he plays mostly man in high school, and he's just kind of he's got he's brutally he's brutally physical. I just I'm watching his spotlight video right. I'm watching his huddle mixtape. He just fucking laid a kid out. So this is gonna be awesome. This is an awesome pickup for Mel Tucker. And uh, his coach is going to be the boomstick. It's going to be Harlan Barnett, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, the original Spartan dog. So this is kind of awesome that, that you know, that Coach Tucker already is kind of getting in there. It's been – it was quiet for a while, I think. I think that had mostly to do with, you know, a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you, you had those – you had those shitheads on the other side, and – there's some of them I like overall and I have no problem with, but I'm going to call them shitheads when they are being shitheads. Like they're just Mel Tucker only has two recruits <laughs> and it's like, Hey, shithead. It's a global pandemic and he probably can only do stuff on zoom or his iPhone. And boy, looking at Gabe Neely, I haven't watched the tape, but I've read up on him. Like I love the six, four, like that's Justin Lane. Like that's, that's the type of height. He, he, I think he was six, four, if not close. Um, and he, Justin Lane was a, what, middle round draft pick? Yeah, I think, I think Justin Lane went fourth round. I will double check right now. Okay. I mean, I can look, but, um, I just, I really like the size and I like the physicality and I really don't take into consideration your stars. Like I said before, it's, it's all about coaching. And if, if Harlan Barnett is still the awesome coach he was when he was here before. I think uh, I think we're in good hands. I I believe in him and I believe in this team, and I believe that Gabe Neely is going to be you know getting a guy from Florida is just a start. I really feel that the floodgates will open eventually. Yeah, Florida's um Florida obviously is a historically talent rich state, and you know it was there was once a time where you couldn't even you couldn't guys wouldn't even leave the metropolitan Miami area. So the fact that we were able to poach a guy from, you know, a program that's seemingly on the upswing, although I think we should second guess that now um, based on, based on this, but um, I really like this pickup. I think, you know, the secondary has been, 
the secondary for the longest time has been the calling card of MSU football. And it's going to be exciting to, to watch Tucker and Barnett uh, kind of go back and rehab that part of that part of the defense. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was there for that for the Arizona state game last year. And, you know, it, it seemed like once you got outside of our linebackers, not, I'm not trying to bash anybody, but it seemed like, once you got outside linebackers, the safeties and the cornerbacks, it was a little suspect at times, especially when you couldn't stop, what, a fourth and 19 to win the game. Um, yeah, that and just, part that of that – sticks out to me. Part of that I stick for – part of that I uh, – part of that I put for scheming. Right. Um, but I think that um, – I'm losing my train of thought here. I'm getting distracted by Twitter. I should stop looking at Twitter um, while we're recording a podcast. And but we are 100% professional here at Bacon Wire. Yeah, Bacon Wire, total professionals. We know what we're doing. I definitely don't edit this in GarageBand. I use a professional editing software that I paid a lot of money for. I am definitely not using a Turtle Beach headset. Do not be mistaken. Right. I'm using a real microphone. And studio quality headphones. I stole these right out of Jimmy Iovine's studio. Anyhow, the second guy Tucker got yesterday, it was an he committed yesterday. His name is Kobe Myers. He is a JUCO transfer. Um, he was class of 2019, so a lot of people were caught off guard when they were like, wait, when they looked him up and they saw he was class of 2019. He yeah. did reclassify. He is doing a prep year. And um, before reclassifying, he had a lot of solid power five offers. He's a uh, – I can't believe I forgot what position this guy plays already. I mean, he plays cornerback, he, wide receiver, kick returner. Yeah, he's a, he's a safety linebacker. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, he's a top 35 player in New Jersey which is a Jersey is somehow some way, another talent rich state. That's, that's going to be awesome in the future for us. So again, Tucker really Tucker really bolstering on the defense right now. Absolutely. It's, there's really not much I can contribute other than I liked his offers from Iowa and supposedly had one from Michigan too, as a PWO preferred walk on, um, so that was that's kind of nice to see that he's getting that kind of attention. Um, I'm just I'm really excited for the future. It's and especially with Tucker being so active with us on Twitter, being engaging. It just it feels cool. Even if even if the first year or two is rough, I'm I'm in I'm all, I'm all in with him, and I think he's going to pull the big go- the big big boys big boys in eventually. I mean, these are good recruits and. I, I just think it's the beginning of something great. Yeah. Um, I, this is the most excited I've been for MSU football. I think since 2015 for me. Yeah, probably, probably 2015. Um, I, you know, it's been, it's been kind of a, I expected 16 to be a down year. I didn't expect it to be that much of a down year. Um, 17, I think 17 was more of like a, 17 was more like of a... It was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it was like... It was kind of like when Kobe shot those free throws on his blown-out Achilles. Like, it was kind of like that last... (laughs) That kind of last... That last gasp of... of Because I I really... I didn't expect them to do shit that year. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, they got blown out by Notre Dame at like two and one. I'm going, eh, they might be seven and five, but they go into the big house and beat Michigan. And they were in contention until I think the second to last week of the regular season for Indy. So, yeah. or second or third week before the end. I forget what, what week the Ohio State game was. So I think that, you know, it's going to be a rough year this year. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the next few years. I'm not, I'm not terribly excited for this year, if this year even happens. But 
I'm not terribly I'm not ter- it's going to be a rough go but I think that the way Tucker's recruiting the way he's engaging I think is incredible like have you checked out his have you checked out his Spotify playlist I was going to bring that up I haven't checked it out yet I I totally fucking forgot cuz I was pumped to see it uh this morning and yeah I got to check it out I, I play Spotify all the time for my car not to brag, I have Apple CarPlay. Um, oh, look at you. And so, yeah, I need to put that on my playlist and listen to it because I'm sure it's going to get me so fucking pumped to watch this team. Even if they go 4-8 and eight or 5-7, and seven, I don't care. I have optimism again for, for the overall future, like when D'Antonio first started. Yeah, for sure. So, speaking of Spotify playlists, I'm getting really good in my transition, ladies and gentlemen. My transitions, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I saw this tweet. Uh, I saw this tweet on the tenth. What would the tenth be? Friday. I saw this tweet on Friday by a username. Oh Jesus Christ, Matthew Perpetua. No clue. Uh, Matthew Perpetua, um, and basically, it's one of those like. to build your own lineup tweets. Um, So this is how it goes. You have $100 to book a concert you will attend after the quarantine ends. Who are you booking? So there are a variety of artists divided into tiers ranging from $50 to $10. So like in your $50 tier, you got artists like Beyonce, Fleetwood Mac, Taylor Swift, Drake, right? Like the heavy, heavy hitters. And then it just kind of goes from there. So, Lucas, I know that I know that you. This was supposed. Big Sav was supposed to be on the show, and we don't know where he's at. He's AWOL. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go through with this because I have yeah. some I have some things to say. I know that you kind of. Uh, I know that this wasn't your. I know that this wasn't your bag. You said you would provide input. I, I can play along. I, I need to find the tweet though, real quick. I can't. Here, I can't I'll, locate it. I'll send it to you. Okay, Let's thank you. See. All right. How do you screen record? How do you, how do you <laughs> find a tweet? Sorry, Sanjo. I had to. All right. So the first thing that pops out to me about this tweet is that there is crazy value to be had in the lower tiers. I mean, just insane, insane value. Like the artists that cost $50, like realistically would cost $50, right? They should cost the most money. But once you get down into like the $30 tier, the $20 tier, shit, the $10 tier, the $10 tier, like not to spoiler my not to spoil my picks, but Carly Ray fucking Jepsen's in the ten dollar, in the ten dollar tier. That is a goddamn steal. Yeah, I, I see. You know Beyonce. You know the the top tier, but I look at um, the Deftones for twenty bucks is a pretty good buy. Like for for just full disclosure for people who don't know, I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan. And so my joke was $100, two Nine Inch Nails concerts. That's my answer. And that was all I had to say. But, I mean, if I had to build one, I mean, shit, Cardi B, you could argue that she's $50. And same with, uh, shout out Savvy, we miss you. Come get on the pod, you jerk. Um, Dua Lipa, you could argue that she's worth 50 bucks. So there's a lot of wiggle room here. You know, I don't know if Radiohead and Rage are worth $50 right now, but I know Rage is about to come back. Yeah, I think this is kind of a uh, – this is kind of an experienced tweet. So this is how I approached – you can take some time, look it over, build your lineup. I'm going to explain how I, how, I built, how I built my lineup. So, like, the whole concept of it is, like, this is a concert that's going to take place after quarantine ends, right? I've been in my house for – it's pretty much been a month and I'm dry. I'm going fucking crazy. I need to get out. So here's what I want. I want to be able to book the most acts possible. I want to be able, I want to, I want to pregame at an ungodly hour 
I want to go to a, I want to go to a venue and I want to be there until, and I want to be there until like 1130, 12, 1 AM. So there's a lot of, so that's what I'm thinking, right? Like, Fleetwood Mac and Taylor Swift would be a great concert, but that concert's lasting three hours max, right? Like I want to be gone. I want to be at a place. I want to be around people. I want to be with friends as all day. So that's kind of how I approach, that's kind of how I approach this lineup. So what would your, what would your lineup be? Like if you had to do, the most bang for your buck is what you're looking for. What would you do? So my first artist, I'm not even touching as much as I like artists in the $15, $40 tier. I'm not even going to touch them. So my first artist is in the $30 tier. Again, Sav, what the fuck? You should be here. My hey, first asshole. artist, yeah, my first artist is going to be Dua Lipa for $30. Okay. She's... Uh, She's popping off right now. She has her new album is a banger. I haven't been able to stop. I keep listening to it obsessively. I think it's fucking incredible. It's a great album. And, you know, she just has a lot of, she has a lot of hits. She, I've watched some of her live performances on YouTube. She brings a lot of energy and that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like I like some of the other artists in the $30 tier, but I'm looking I'm looking to have a good time and fucking vibe. And Dua Lipa is 100% a vibe. All right. So you got 30 bucks. So you got 70 left. I got 70 left. Uh, I'm going down to the $20 tier and I'm scooping up and I'm scooping up DaBaby. DaBaby is a rap artist. He has uh, songs such as Suge. And uh, and Bop in Toes. If you you'll know Bop from TikTok, <laughs> from the wholesome the wholesome family app TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> shout out mm. Ken Jack. Shout out Sharon left me on Instagram. Oh God. <laughs> but you know it's it's high. He's a high energy performer. He brings a lot, and he's just got some. He's got some bangers. And if I, a lot of my friends like hip hop, so I can't just fill, fill it with a bunch of alternative artists. So that's where I'm, I'm going with, I'm going with the baby and then I'm staying in the $20 tier and I'm going to pick up, I'm going to pick up Blackpink. So see, I've never heard of Blackpink there. So black, the thing with Blackpink is that they're a K-pop band. They're a K-pop group. Uh, okay. So 70% of their songs is in a language I can't even begin to comprehend. But it's just, <laughs> it's it's such an infectious beat that like, that you understand, right? Like, like I was watching a documentary about um, NSYNC, like the 90s boy bands, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And they were massive in Japan. And I'm like, why, why, do, why do people listen to music when they can't, like, when they can barely understand it? And, like, after, like, checking out Blackpink and listening to a few of their songs, like, I get it. <laughs> like, it's, so, so I'm at 70 bucks. I'm going down to the $10 tier. Ah, okay, getting some more value. Yeah, I'm picking up Carly Rae Jepsen. She's, you know, Carly's had an interesting career, right? Lucas, I know you're laughing because you think of, you know, you're thinking of. Uh, <laughs> the, the Call Me Maybe and, I, and of course, um, I Really, Really Like You, where Tom Hanks is in the video, if I remember correct. Right. So, but that song, banger, fucking banger. And she oh, has they're, a, they're, they're infectious. They're catchy. Yeah, it's an infectious pop. She's, you know, it's a lot of feel-good music. And after a month of, and after a month of listening to nothing but death and apocalypse, it, 
it'll be nice to hear some it'll be nice to hear some upbeat positive music and then i'm staying and then i'm going to go with Roddy Rich out of the $10 tier uh Roddy Rich is kind of a newer artist his big hit song is the box if you watch tiktoks you'll oh. be familiar <laughs> exactly that one yep so uh, i'm going with roddy rich and then i'm ending with soccer mommy now soccer mommy is kind of like a kind of like a lower key folk alternative alternative kind of indie artist but she's got a super cool interesting voice and she does a lot of cool melodic stuff. And I think that she would be a good closer. Because I got yeah, a lot and of... It's, it's variety, too, is what you want. You want to attract a big audience. Right. I got a lot of... I got... Well, like, the way I took it is, like, it would be a personal concert for me and my friends. So, that's, like... That's why I have the baby. That's why I have, like, the baby. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I would probably right. pick... Otherwise, I would probably pick someone else. But uh, so to recap, I have Dua Lipa for $30, Da Baby for $20, Blackpink for $20, Carly Rae Jepsen for $10, Roddy Rich for $10, and Soccer Mommy for $10. So I have six. I got six acts. That's pretty good. That's a, that, you know, I feel like that'll be a pretty good. I feel like that's a pretty good all day event. Right. And I'm, I'm happy with that. You know, if I had, you know, obviously like I would like to have the weekend, you know, for who costs $40 or childish Gambino who costs $40. And of course I would like any of the artists in the $50 tier, but you know, I'm kind of looking, I was looking for value when I was making this list and that's, I think I have a pretty good, I think I got a pretty good value. Yeah. I mean, mine's a little different, but I think I've built something that is a little better than my, to quote you under 30 people, the boomer taste. Um, <laughs> um, now I'm going to do my, I'm going to pretend it's like two stages. Like you have the A stage and the B stage. So not that one's better than the other, but if I had to split up $100 between two acts, it would definitely be rage because I'm dying to see them when they come to Detroit. I really want to fucking see them. And Beyonce, because I've seen her live and she's actually really fucking good. And it's a long show. So I think you get your money's worth out of those two. However, Max Kellerman, I'm, I'm going to start in the 40s. I think you need you need a forty dollar act. I think you have to be the one that kind of reels people in. Okay. I was. I'm thinking I'm going to start with Billie Eilish because okay. I started to listen to her. I'm starting to listen to her a little bit more, and it's not completely my my taste. But like you know, ever since I found out she was going to do the Bond song, I was like, okay, I need to do a little bit more research because I'm a Bond freak. Like I've watched all the movies multiple times, etc. So she's my starter or she's my premier event, which is the one you go to see. Um, but these, I'm going to say, I'm going to go down to thirties. I'm going to do 40, 30, 20, 10. Okay. Um, in the thirties, in the thirties, I'm going to pick, I don't want to pick Dua Lipa again. Cause you did. So we're going to change it up. So we're going to go with, um, I think you need Cardi B as much as I, I'm on the Nicki Minaj side of the rivalry. I think Cardi B would be a good act. She's entertaining to say the least. And I think she put on a hell of a show. I almost toyed with Jack White, but I felt like her and Billie Eilish, Eilish could be a little close. Not that they sound the same, but I wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit. And I feel, I feel that for 20, I'm going to go with uh, the Deftones. Cause you okay. need, you need, you need the rock. Like you need a little bit of everything. Um, and I, I, I'd like to see the Deftones live. I don't know if they do concerts anymore, but um, cause with all my, all the concerts I want to see, they're running out like Elton John is like 80 years old and I want to see him. 
So I need to make sure I get to some of these, but I'd like to see the Deftones. Just for a different, you know, trying to variety like you do. And I'm not as educated with the, with these up and comers or these more popular people. Right. So, and then for number for $10, I'm just going to steal it and take Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay. Cause I think that's, I think that's a good one to go out on. Yeah. Like she'd be one to close out the concert. Cause like it just gets you in a good mood. It gets you pumped. Even though you're leaving, you're like, man, that was so fucking cool because you could start out with the deaf or with uh Cardi B to get you hyped. You could do the deaf tones. Right. And then, cause they could pump you up. They have some songs like that. And then you could do Billie Eilish as the big act. And then you close it out with Carly Rae Jepsen for just a little bit of a different spin on it. And you're home. You, you spent a, you spent a lot of hours there. You could drink, uh, drink some, some, some pops and you had a good time. Yeah. You got some $14 Coors Light pumping through your veins. You're ready to, uh, <laughs> you're ready to go. So I think yeah. that's a pretty good, this, I think that was a cool exercise and just kind of dreaming of what life is going to be like on the other side. <laughs> who know, Who knows if we'll have concerts like the same again. Right, I mean, I'm sure, I'm, I'm oh. sure we will, but you know, who knows if it's like you need to be six feet if they have like X's for every person. Right. right. Well, well, a lot of people are saying we're not going to have any large events until twenty two until fall twenty one. Mm. Which, I mean, I find that hard to believe because mm-hmm. Americans are dumb. So I think, I think that, I think, I don't know. I'm not a pathologist, so what the fuck do I know? But uh, Dr. Stanley, come on the pod. Yes, please come on the pod. I think we're going to have stuff this fall, this late this summer. I really do. I, if those fucking Southern states could just get their shit together, this would be a lot easier. Yeah, like you know, people people have told them that they won't get pods, that they won't get football, right? Right. Like it, they're going to ruin it for the rest of us. Like we're it's going to be um god, there's a meme from a show I'm forgetting where they all look at one person who's oblivious, but it's literally like all the other regions of the country are doing their part. We're traveling, but we're not traveling nearly as much. And the southern states just like Howdy, y'all. Let's let's go let's go to Walmart and just get some mulch, even though we don't need to. Let's go get our American flag, and um, that's I I'm gonna be so pissed if we don't get football because I'm just gonna look at those southern states and look at those maps that show the the activity and go, yep, it's your fault. Like it, it literally is your fault. Yep. So change it up. I know you have a movie recommendation for the people to kind of take us out. What do you got for us? Um, first of all, I want to say if you haven't watched the social network or it's been a long time, it's on Netflix right now. It is one of the best movies I've seen. It defines a generation or, or more so defines a decade, but it's just a fascinating story. That's mostly true. Like it was, this is shit that really happened. And it's obviously, you know, Hollywood made, but it is such a fucking brilliant movie from two brilliant talents. Well, three, David Fincher, the amazing director, Aaron Sorkin, a crazy ass writer, but such a good writer. And Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who made an incredible score that still holds up 10 years later. Yeah. And I think, sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. You're fine. But I think that, like, it's an interesting rewatch because it was it was made at a time where like Facebook Facebook had so much public like public approval. Like it was kind of it was kind of like it was kind of like you know like it's it's victory lap like the social network was kind of facebook's victory lap like it didn't portray zuckerberg in like a super positive light but it was like but it was super popular it was nominated for best picture should have won it should have won and you look back on it now 
after all we've learned about Facebook in the past five years. And like, you can kind of see those seeds. Like it's super interesting that we're, that we're doing that we've kind of, that we've kind of come so far on Facebook and like, and that, that, and like those hints were there in a movie. Yeah, it's, it's such an, I mean, it holds up so well, you know, I thought with the technology we have now, I'd look at it and laugh, but what's kind of funny is that he made it out of spite, you know, partially because these, you know, allegedly these douchebag hotshot Harvard boys, you know, that came from privilege, wanted to make a website just for Harvard. And he's just like, screw you guys. I'm going to make it for the whole world. And I, I just, it, it holds up so incredibly well. And that's what I just love about it. And I love, I, I did read up again that, um, that Mark Zuckerberg obviously didn't like how he's portrayed, but he gave Jesse Eisenberg his blessing. And I think everyone who was affiliated with the whole saga of how Facebook started gave their blessings, but they weren't like, yeah, I'm going to show you Justin Timberlake, how I Sean Parker actually behave. I think, Probably Aaron Sorkin really didn't give a shit about that either. So that's part of it too. Yeah, Sorkin Sorkin um he he walks such a fine line. I think. Um yeah. you know, it's hard for me to recommend Bill Simmons pods nowadays, but uh he does there's a great episode of the Rewatchables where they where they talk about where they talk about the social network. And I think that they bring up, you know, they talk about it so in depth and, you know, it's really, like I said before, like after all we've learned about Facebook since the movie came out, like how they work, how much of, how much of our data they have, what they do with that data, you know, it's kind of interesting to kind of, it's almost like, it's almost like seeing how the sausage is made, even though it's not quite how it's done, but it's kind of, it, it becomes more, the picture becomes a little clearer, I think, after watching the social network. Like it's not true; it's not a hundred percent true, but it's kind right. of, it's kind of this holistic picture of, of like what, of like how of how the new Silicon Valley operates. Right, and I think it's a great insight into how we as humans behave in certain ways. Like, you know, you really didn't get that background about mark which was kind of fascinating he's kind of seen as this enigma in the movie that you really can't get a read on because he just acts like such a douchebag but at the same time you're you can't help but kind of root for him a little bit even though he screwed over his best friend and andrew garfield um uh eduardo saffron saffron um i'm sure i said it wrong but i got it pretty close um i apologize if you're listening to the pod i'm sorry um it's I just that's the part that gets me is that it's such a greedy ass movie like they're all greedy like Mark takes this idea that these rich boys wanted him to help with because they didn't have the knowledge and he just totally ghosts them so he was ahead of the game he ghosts them which is what a term that uh, we use now he ghosts them for like two months and then all of a sudden (laughs) he's got Facebook at Harvard you know Boston U Stanford all these other places um, it is one of the best movies I've ever seen, and it has a fucking amazing poster. The the poster is incredible. Yeah, you don't the, get you don't get to five hundred million friends without making a few enemies. Yeah, the poster Perfect. is fucking poster is fucking unreal. Yeah, um, but my real my <laughs> watch it on Netflix. But it, um, this movie isn't free, but um, it's a great movie if you're a sports fan, especially right now. It's uh, The Way Back, starring Ben Affleck. Um, and also has Al Madrigal in it for those people who know him, a uh, comedian from the daily show who's actually pretty good in it. Um, directed by Gavin O'Connor who did, uh, accountant, the uh, warrior, which is a fucking great movie miracle. Um, a couple others that I'm missing, but he's such a talented filmmaker. Um, it's about a guy who's, who's been through some shit. That's all I'm going to say. I, I don't want to give it away, but he's, he's had a rough go. He's an alcoholic. He's struggling with that. Um, and he gets an opportunity to coach his former school's basketball varsity team. He was a superstar back in the early nineties for them. And they've been shit ever since he left. And 
he kind of sees it as an opportunity to just kind of get him straightened out in a way because his life's just in complete shambles and you root for the kids. Like the, all the kids are pretty cool. They have their own personalities and it feels like it's an R rated kind of Hoosiers. Cause I love Hoosiers, but it, it feels like it's an R rated take on it. Cause it does have some, you know, stereotypical sports feel good movie tropes in it but it kind of throws you for a loop at the end. It throws you for a curve at the end. And I thought it was a phenomenal movie. And I really hope that Warner brothers re-releases it in the fall. If the movie theaters are back open and get him some awards consideration, I, I really feel like he deserves it. Yeah. I haven't, um, I haven't, I haven't checked that one out yet. I haven't gotten the opportunity, but um, you know, I love miracle. Like that's like, that was oh, kind of like none of my friends played hockey but it was kind of like miracle was kind of like that movie you watched whenever you had sleepovers with your friends. Right. You know, I was kind of like, I was kind of that last, I was kind of in that, like that very, very last generation before Netflix. (laughs) So I kind of got to see, I kind of got to watch all that before. I kind of got to experience like you can only watch whatever you have, whatever you, ha- whatever your parents buy at Best Buy. Right. So, um, you know, Miracle was always one that we had and. It's an incredible story that is true. And it's just so, it's such a, it motivates you so much. Like when you're done watching it, you feel like you can conquer the world after you watch Miracle. Oh yeah. So, you know, I was, you know, I was a little, I was a little apprehensive, let's say, for um, for this one, just because it kind of the trailers gave off a weird vibe. But between your review and the BTMB's review, um, I think that you know, I think I'm gonna have to check it out soon. Yeah, you you might have to wait because you have to buy it on digital. You can't rent it yet. It's like May, I think, is when they're gonna let it be rentable. Yeah, I think I'm going to wait to see if they roll it out with uh, HBO Max and then Ooh, yeah, good call. And just kind of take it from there. But um so that's all we have to talk about today. Sav, fuck you. Um Yeah, you prick. Lucas, is there a song you would like the pod to go out on? Hmm. I can't think of one right now. So maybe poach something from Mel Tucker's Spotify playlist as a little tease. Sounds good. Um Sounds take- good. Uh, yeah, sounds good, Sav. Uh, for so that's all we got this week. We'll have our normal posting schedule next Thursday, unless we break another massive story. Yep. Uh, and thank you to all the new followers. If you do somehow listen to this this crazy ass podcast that we do, we never thought we'd get a hundred, let alone a thousand plus followers. This is fucking crazy. And we can't thank you enough. Yeah, a bunch of idiots in a in a Twitter group chat. Yep, broke three massive stories in six in under six months. It's kind of um, it's insane. So thank you for thank you for supporting Bacon Wire. Um, we haven't monetized the pod yet because we only have like eighty six plays, but you know, we'll uh, we'll get there. So thank you for your support. We'll talk to you guys next week. Lucas, go green. Go white. All right. We're out. As the leaves turn brown. And we could be together, baby. As long as skies are blue. You act so innocent now. But you lied so soon. When I met you in the summer.